Uh, this movie's bleak as fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's difficult it's hard, to talk about. It's hard it is. to think about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess when, normally when I think of a character like Joker, mm-hmm. there is... I don't mind there being a tragic story to him, right? Mm. But I expect there to for him to come into a sense of himself by the end. Yeah, and I mean, well, don't let's not get too spoilery because okay. at this early stage in the thing, where we we are, so you know, very much not spoiler. I guess I should introduce ourselves. Uh, Josh isn't here to to do all this stuff the you know smooth way that he normally would, but uh, I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author, and I have green hair. I'm Andreas. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I'm a single tear missing. I'm Brian, I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and I have a laughing condition. And we're opinionated! Today we watched Joker, uh, the 2019 movie, and it was directed by Todd Phillips and stars Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, I really hope I'm saying this right. Zazie Beats, uh, Francis Conroy, Brett Cullen, and many others. Um, that was Robert De Niro? Yeah. You didn't realize that was Robert De no, Niro? No, I did not recognize him at all. He looked pretty much like Robert De Niro. I, mean, I don't know how I did not I don't know that. either. That's <laughs> Okay, anyway. Uh, a gritty character study of Arthur Fleck, a man disregarded by society, is the entire description. So yeah, let's just go ahead and get into it. I mean, yeah, that's... Um, for anyone, that makes sense. For anyone listening for the first time, this is one of our first impressions episode. There will be no spoilers up until you hear the the trailer for the movie. After that, we will get into our spoiler-filled thoughts. But before that, you're free to listen, and we shouldn't spoil anything in the movie for you. You should be just getting a a sense of like what we think of the themes, what we think of the the direction of the movie, all that kind of detail-oriented stuff. But none of the specifics of what happens in the plot. Um, yeah, kind of like what I said earlier. This this movie is is pretty freaking bleak. Yeah, it's it's a bleak movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although I gotta say, like, like it's shot kind of bleak with the color scheme, but mm-hmm. there are still like, I really love how the color still stands out, particularly with like a uh, uh, Arthur Fleck and his costumes and everything. Like there, it does still have this vibrant color to it. Yeah, it's there are scenes that are very you know almost gray in the mm-hmm. way that they're lit, but the there are a lot of other scenes where yeah, the color really stands out, and I think that the the you know, dark color of parts of the movie mm. really make the scenes that sort of, if you've seen the trailer where he's got his full costume on really makes that pop. Oh, it gives absolutely. it, it gives it a lot more impact. I think than if uh, it had been like just completely jarring color the way that, you know, like we, we saw a, a trailer for the new Harley Quinn movie that's coming out and you know, that has, is all vibrant color all the time. It looks yeah. like. And yeah. so this, this is sort of, the opposite of that um yeah almost had like an 80s pop aesthetic or something it was yeah that was, you know, was like, we'll, we'll no. talk about that movie maybe i don't know <laughs> but yeah this this movie is it's it's very carefully directed i think like yeah. it's, you, you this it's weird talking about this movie in the light of all the other dc movies that have come out in recent that's years. how i really feel about it too yeah, yeah it, it is nothing like any of those like, and it's i was for the best, properly honestly. equipped to talk about this movie because i thought it would at least in a small part be a part of that universe yeah yeah it's not yeah this i'm not th- sure if it even is honestly. i don't think it is i think yeah. this is its own separate thing and i think it is much better for it um, right i yeah because we already had joker in the the dc universe with jared leto which right he liked and <laughs> Whew, that guy yeah. uh, th- this is a better th- i'm gonna say go ahead and come out with a controversial stance i'm sure this Joker better than that Joker. <laughs> you know, I saw him in uh, the newer Blade Runner the other night. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto he didn't oh, yeah. run that movie. No, Jared, he was he's not. Really good he's not terrible. Like I don't think he's a bad this actor. Is the only t- what, what else has he been in? Because I in Fight Club. Uh, yeah, he was in Fight Club. He very briefly. But yeah, he was in a movie called Mister Nobody or something. I think was he Mister Nobody? Yeah. Okay. Was it all right? I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list for like years now. But uh, no, I really want to see it. It's supposed to be really good. Okay, so yeah. he's not necessarily a bad actor. He just did a shit job. Yeah, no, he was, well, just, he was just a bad Joker. Let's let's be fair. No one could have made that Joker a cool yeah, character. Yeah, that was a terrible and Joker. Everything in that movie was a so disaster. So he didn't so. really pick what how he wanted his Joker to be. I it was more I that mean, he was just I don't, you I don't do know. Get a, a level of creative control as an actor as just how you yeah. perform it but i don't think like he made that version of the joker because right. i heard him as a method actor as the joker was just 
the worst for everyone around. I mean, I think that that part was true, and he was a complete dick on that level. I just don't think that... I, I, I hesitate to credit him entirely with the failure of that abysmal movie. But we're not here to talk about Suicide Squad, thank God. No. But um, I think this does bring us to a good point that uh, is worth talking about here. What do we feel about like this rendition of the Joker? I just can't even see it as a Joker. Really? Like, when, he, when he swaps into his persona of... I don't feel like he swaps at all. I just feel like he's still broken and... I, a I damaged think, individual. He doesn't seem like... I thought he, there was going to be a switch. Right. And, like, he would f- suddenly get the joke and, like, be able to convey that feeling to other people. And I just didn't feel like he ever did. I just um, feel like he's a damaged person living a damaged life. I don't think he was, like, a, a thing. I think it was gradual throughout the entire movie, and that was the point of it. Oh, it, yeah. It was but almost, even when he, like, puts on his mask or takes off his mask or whatever... He didn't really become a different person to me. No, I think no. the part a part of that is that, um, and I think I can say this without being too spoiler. He sort of loses parts of his identity over the course of the movie, and I, I can talk more about that in the spoiler area. But by the end of it, I think he is taking on the Joker persona because he has nothing left to to kind of uh, fill that void that has been created by the event of the movie. Events yeah. of the yeah. movie. And um, I I honestly feel like. It's less of a persona he's putting on. It's just he becomes an entirely different person. Like there's a see, I don't lot- think that. I, I feel like stuff is stripped away from him, and he doesn't become someone different. He just is. Uh, there's a particular line in the movie that we'll bring up later in the spoiler section sure. that I'm. I, I think we should uh, come back to on this because um, I have a very different viewpoint on this. Okay, that's but, fair. Um, I. I'm a little mixed. Um, it he's a very different Joker, for, yeah. for sure. For one thing, like he's the actual like protagonist of the movie. It's it paints him in a radically different light than we've ever seen him before. But I think the thing also, I don't even if he like damages people, I don't feel anything malevolent from him. Whereas with all other Jokers, I feel a malevolence. Mm. I think, I think that's kind of like what he would. No spoilers. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm also, I also yeah. have that. It's problem. it's a difficult movie to talk about without talking about spoilers. I yeah. think because there are are a lot of elements that are mm. uh, very contextual, and yeah. and so it's it's hard to talk about that. But what I'll say is that I think he is he might be the best Joker in some ways than I've ever seen. Um, mm. Uh, and I think a big part of that is that despite this character have, having been played by so many actors and having had so so many like s- different renditions of him that have been excellent. Mm. Uh, I mean, this is very much in the shadow, I think, of, of Heath Ledger's portrayal. But um, I think that Joaquin Phoenix really brings something very unique and oh, yeah. very his own. And while I would struggle to put a Batman, I think, into this universe... Uh, he is I'd kinda like unique in in how it's it's he fits in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think personally I think he was an amazing oh, version yeah. of that. Yeah. Like he what again coming up against that spoiler that spoiler <laughs> limit. Um, I think to me this is the best performance we've seen of somebody playing the Joker. I'm not sure if it beats the, if this Joker actually beats out Ledger's Joker, but I do think the performance is. Better like Joaquin Phoenix nails it. He is amazing in this movie. I think the part of the question is that Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker, and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, they are coming at an idea from two very different places. Yeah. Um, and so it is. It is difficult to compare them, even though they are nominally the same character. But at the but same there time, there is a very big time gap there. So it's possible that this character could. Trans, go through a bunch of other things to wind up on the same branch that he I mean, Ledger did. It, I, I suppose. I think that, uh, well, again, I want to talk to that specifically about <laughs> like what would happen uh, in, in the future of this character's existence, but to do that requires me to talk about spoilers, so we'll right. save that for, for <laughs> afterwards. I do um, think it's worth pointing out that like Ledger's Joker is... He comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but he comes out fully formed and fleshed out, and like there's no right. need for him to have a character arc because this yeah. is who he is, right. and this he, is who we will ever be. He's also not the protagonist, so that yeah. that puts him in a different space this, as far as the story. This is very goes. much an origin story, yeah. And we are seeing this character like come into himself in many ways. So I think yeah. that inherently does make it different because, as you said, um, 
similar ideas coming at from different directions, but also one's coming into something, one's already there. Yeah, I would I would more or less agree with that. I think that a big part of that is just, you know, uh, the role of a protagonist versus the role of a villain. But yeah, mm. um, they... Uh, I... The other thing I want to talk about, just to get off of, of Joaquin Phoenix for, for a minute, because I feel like we were going to be talking about him a lot, a lot and, yeah. and deservedly so, mm-hmm. but uh, one one thing that I really am impressed with in this movie is the sense of the world that it creates. Yes. Um, it, it does a really good job of making this feel like a horrifying, gritty, disgusting city to live in where mm. there there is no hope anywhere. That's what makes it feel the most like a DC comic. Is one thing is that Gotham is always shitty. Yeah, it is horrible. It is the worst parts of New York in like the seventies and mm. like the worst parts of Detroit and the worst parts of like all 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 horrible and, yeah. condensed you know human suffering that exists in a city fits into this world and it is it, again no rape, bleak. Though. Hmm? no rape this time yeah that's true yeah. that was not that was very surprising yeah i could <laughs> i could see that so i think uh i don't know if i should talk about that without getting into spoilers <laughs> <laughs> is is there anything else you guys want to get into before we start talking about like whether or not we recommend people go see the movie um the only thing that i c- really want to say without uh, getting into spoilers, though I will come back to it later, is that I personally did not care for... uh, uh, No, spoilers. Um, (laughs) uh, Damn it. There's one thing that I really want to talk about but can't right now. Okay. Um, I will just... We'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brian, anything that you had? And this is before we... Before we... Like, anything you just want to talk about before we decide if we were going to recommend it or not, or... Uh, um, not really. Okay. Yeah. Let's just get straight into recommendations then. Okay. Um, Andreas, why don't you go first? Um, I, whether or not you should see this movie, I think it comes very much down to you. It is tense and deliberately uncomfortable, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Extraordinarily. It, yeah. So if that might bother you, might want to sit this one out. It is. <laughs> I think they did an amazing job with it, but if that would uh, get to you, then skip it. Um, and I'll get into it more later. Uh, it also deals heavily with mental illness, and if that would get uh, to you, maybe sit out. But as far as the movie goes, this was really well done. It was it was absolutely engaging the whole way through. Sure, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Uh, I I got I share a similar opinion in that like it's a it's a big downer of a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, don't watch it in a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> so, fifty fifty. If you think you really want to see this and you're down with a a sad time, then go see it. I when I'm recommending something, I think I I go with like you know use use good judgment. Like if yeah. this doesn't look like anything that you're into, then yeah, don't go see that. But yeah, I mean yeah. for if. This is an excellent version of the movie it is attempting to be, so I, I highly recommend it. Um, the they only thing I would say is that it is, it, if you're going in there expecting a standard comic book movie, don't. No, this is not this even is close. very much a a thriller drama, mm-hmm. and and the the comic book nature of it is is very subdued, mm-hmm. if even maybe non-existent. I wouldn't even yeah, I'd say it's non-existent, honestly. Um, Other than the fact that this is based off comic book characters, this is not a comic book movie at all. Or at least not what we've come to expect from one. I think this yeah. is what you what a comic book movie can be and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm excited to see if this lends, you know, prize open what comic book movies are allowed to to do and to be uh, yeah. going forward, but yeah, this this is an excellent movie. I definitely recommend it. Yep. Um so that's three recommendations. Uh, I'm, I'm sure if Josh was here, he would probably also recommend it. But <laughs> oh, uh, unfortunately, he was not feeling well. So uh, he had to sit this one out. And so we're going to move on to our spoiler-filled section after a quick break. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. And finally, in a world where everyone thinks they can do my job, check out this guy. 
When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be a comedian, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. You can say that again, pal. It's so awful, isn't it? For my whole life, I didn't know if I even really existed. But I do. And people are starting to notice. You think this is funny? <laughs> is this a joke to you? <laughs> Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? What do you want to talk about first? Because, okay, here, here's here's a good a starting place. I think. About. What? <clears throat> how much of the movie do you guys think is real? Ooh, oh, uh, that is man. a good question. I mean, it's hard I, to I say. I can a tell lot what's not real. Do you think? Yeah, because I, I think that there. I think that this movie is well done enough that some stuff would definitely slip you by. There's definitely things that are there that say like that come out and be like, "Hey, look, this isn't really happening." Like the scene where um, he shows up in the audience at yeah, uh, yeah. Murray show. Murray show. Yeah, yeah, that one and the like everything with a girlfriend. Like yeah, I was, absolutely. Even I was, before, yeah, you're kind of. I was kinda... skeptical. Like as soon as like he just shows up out of door and uh, they start and kissing it... and yeah, exactly. Like, mm, that's I mean, fast. I was I was very skeptical the moment she's like, "Were you following him today?" Because that's hot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, hundred percent. Yeah, like that that whole thing. And she felt... already knew his name. And yeah, exactly. So like, but so what do you think is real in the ending? Um. I think the actual ending of, uh, well, not the very, very ending, but the part with him dancing on top of the uh, truck, uh, the the cop car, that might not have happened. That's where that's the one I'm the part that I'm most skeptical of. Yeah. If you if you pay close attention, all the stuff that he is very obviously uh, coming up with in his own brain is stuff of people like kind of wor- like liking him or right. hearing yeah. about him or you there's know, that always kind of cheering yeah right. exactly and that is uh is a a big example of something that feels like this is probably not realistic and the way it's cut feels very jarring when it mm. jumps away from that into the mental asylum so i could definitely see that being something fake on the yeah. other hand it does kind of feel like that's what he was going for for so long and he fi- might have finally found well, it in his what, uh, new persona. What do you mean specifically that he was going for for so long? He was always kind of looking for like public acknowledgement and praise. That's why yeah. he was being a comedian. That's why he was imagining himself going up on stage of the show. That's why he like made a big deal of actually going on the show towards the end of the movie. Like he kind of wants to be noticed and I mean, acknowledged. He desperately the movie. wants it. Yeah, that's, that's what he wants. I think more than anything. Yeah, but- and I think. This might be uh, him finally finding it after committing all these terrible, terrible things. See, this is the problem, though. He isn't actually pursuing that. None of his actions intentionally cause these things. No, I think it's very much him accepting that, oh, this is what people want to see. I I don't know if I can go that far because he is not that intentional a person. What's interesting to him, so uh, something I wanted to talk about in the spoiler-free section, comparing him to Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger's character is very much an embodiment of chaos. That is is you know his whole thing, but it is a chaos that is directed at an end. Mm. And this Joker is very much not that. Everything he does causes these waves of chaos and and causes this stuff, but none of it is like an intentional thing that he is trying to create. He's not trying to start anarchy in the city by killing those bankers. Yeah, he's, he's not trying to to make a political statement by killing Murray. He's just doing what he's doing, and it is is causing these he's waves. He's kind of a nihilist too. He's extremely nihilistic, yeah. at yes. least according yeah. to what he's saying. But yeah, what he says like at the very end when he's on the talk show is like he doesn't believe in anything and nothing matters. Yeah. So why not do this? I mean, I don't even. 
I don't know if he would. I, I don't remember him saying specifically nothing matters because uh, that seems to go against all. Of I, the, that's more of an interpretation, I guess, of uh, what he was. What, what I think he was trying to say, but he does say he doesn't believe in anything. I, I can see him not believing anything. The reason I push back against him, the idea of nothing mattering to him, is that it's very clear that his own pain matters to him. That yes. the pain that he sees mm. around him, I think, even matters to him. He's. I wonder he, if you might call this more of a narcissistic nihilism. You, that's very possible. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, like it's to me the most questionable scene about whether or not it's real is definitely that last scene. I think that he definitely went on the talk show and killed Murray. Yes, because that is shown to us from sort of a uh, from a not few his perspective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I could I could see honestly the scene where Bruce's parents are killed as being. Uh, something that didn't happen or at least the scene where you know bruce is standing over them and he's kind of seeing that in his head like that uh, not i think happened. that i don't think that was supposed to be him seeing it in his head i i think that that was just um cutting to show that this you know show like this the is reason, what happened like the this reason is what i you say that expected. the reason i say that is that line that he has at the end when he's talking to um the the therapist when he's mm. laughing and he says you know it's just a, a personal joke between me and him mm. and the obvious him has to be has to be bruce yeah um what do you guys think of the way that that bruce is handled in this movie it's it's an he's not really there it feels that's what i like about it. they make it yeah. very not about he's, he's literally just way more about his dad kid. than it would be yeah like if you didn't know anything about Batman, you would just think he's some kid. Yeah, it's it is interesting the way that uh, he's handled because mm. it 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 at first ties the Joker in like really strongly to him by implying that he was this brother. he was his brother. Yeah, mm. but it also then gives you this like side thing of like no that none of that actually happened. But at the same time, this movie has been so you know crazy with how it is. Uh, whipping back and forth with you know what is real and what isn't that i could see even that being a further delusion so it is it is really difficult to tell where which the, part would be a delusion I, any of it like he he might not have confronted wayne he might not have like actually gotten hold of the records and read them any of that to me is up for grabs in terms of whether or not it is real and i think that's interesting specifically because no matter what angle you take with that whether it is real or whether it is not real uh, this is a person who has come from nowhere and has no name and no identity now mm. because he's no longer really the son of Penny Fleck. He's he's not you know uh, he's not Arthur Wayne because you know obviously that you know isn't what uh, you That's know Tom's exactly saying from. exactly. Yeah. And then he's adopted, so he, you know there's the the ending of this movie continually strips away identities that he has tried to build for himself mm. and i think that's why he is sort of just left with this joker identity at the end of it well this is what uh, part of why i wanted to come back to is that he does have the line that he feels like he didn't really exist before so i do think that there's a counter argument to be made and that he didn't have much of an identity in the first place and i think that's why he kind of latched a little bit onto the whole uh, is he the son of Thomas Wayne thing? Is that that seemed like an identity he could have. And then he found out that, no, that's not the case. He, in fact, he had even less of an identity than he thought. And that might be why he latched so heavily onto Joker. Yeah, I mean, I think that is definitely why he, he latches onto him. But when I say that, I think I think that this Joker thing uh, was always down in there. It's mm. just that the other things that he could have put on top of it were taken away by the events of the movie. Um, like he, it's difficult to talk. It's a difficult thing to an idea to, to kind of well, grapple with. But. I think, in many ways, he he takes the events of the movies and puts them into the persona he's building of the Joker. Like he even says uh, to his uh, social worker that he never really felt like he existed. And now people are starting to notice him. And I think that's him like building things up and actually becoming a different person by the end of the movie. Yeah. See, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would call it a different person. I think that he is now taking actions that people have, have started to notice. Like mm. he is, he has forced his way into their world, even though, really he hasn't mm. uh other people are have taken this joker thing and the things he's done and used them to mean entirely different things yeah than they he think intended. that he's making a political uh, statement exactly or... and i think that he is is i mean he's just clearly very mentally unbalanced yeah and yeah, he is 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 just taking actions that 
only kind of makes sense through a very narrow lens, but even mm. within that lens don't really make sense. And that I, I'm very impressed that they managed to balance all of that in such a way that this movie feels as coherent as it does while having all of these elements of chaos throughout the entire thing. That is a really good um, thing to uh, point out is that it does have a coherent narrative and plot story. Everything about this movie actually like comes together and works really well despite having a protagonist in a story that's really hard to decipher and understand in a lot of ways. Like it, I they think, do a good job of actually like keeping everything together. Yeah. It, one of the things I've noticed from doing this podcast for so long is that it's sometimes really hard to talk about a good movie because there's, <laughs> it, it's easier to, to point out the things and explain why things are bad. It's harder to explain why things work as well as they do. And this is mm. a movie where I think it's almost like basically everything works perfectly. I, I can't think of any major flaws that I have with it. Yeah, um, I've, I've got a couple of things I, I can say, but like the one thing like I will say from a filmmaking perspective is that I was a little questionable about some of their music choices. Um, I just really, I, yeah, I thought it was just a little bit off. Not, not like Wh- which bad, ones are you talking about the soundtrack or the, the, like, the soundtrack insert songs? No, uh, the, um, the licensed songs and such. I thought mm, they work, but they could have been better. Like when he is dancing on the uh, the set of stairs, like the song worked, but I feel like they they could have picked a much better one there. Like what? I'm not entirely sure. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not great at picking out soundtracks so much as noting that I'm not really feeling a song in a scene and I, like that. So which what, okay. which song was it that you didn't feel? Uh, when he's dancing on the steps in the Joker costume just before the detectives uh, start chasing him. Which song was that? I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, it's eluding me right now but like there's a couple of them where there's like they work they're fine but it's not up to the same standards as the rest of the movie i i really thought the soundtrack and specifically i mean like the the music that was made for the movie was 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 really really strong extremely tense and yeah it it, builds up tension really well it 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 along with joaquin phoenix's performance really adds this layer of like it was extreme like menace movie. behind it yeah there's it, what's interesting about this movie is how well it balances horror tension and comedy mm. because this isn't a funny movie by any standards no. The, no. there are Uh-oh. things that happen in it that are funny but you are so keyed up and waiting for the violence to start mm-hmm. at any given moment that it, it you can't laugh you're you're too you're too tense to laugh but the humor is there, which I think is a very necessary element to the Joker. You yep. you have to make him at least darkly funny, and a lot of this you it kind of is. The perfect example of that I think is when his two coworkers uh, from the clown company come to visit him when he's putting <laughs> on his makeup. Yeah, and he he slides the uh, the, the chain the chain over. Yeah, right. And one of the um one of the uh, clowns is person uh, dwarfism. So. Uh, after he kills uh, the other coworker and tells his uh, the 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 other guy to leave, like you, that you guy can can't, leave. He can't he reach can't the, reach the, yeah. uh, and he's, the thing. He he's, can't. He's clearly terrified and like, yeah. has to step over the like body of the guy that the that Joker just stabbed in the neck with scissors and then bashed his head into yeah. the wall repeatedly. So it's this bloody mess, and the guy is clearly horrified the yep. entire time. And he gets there and he's just like, uh yeah, it's a really can, cruel joke. Can you get the door for me? And I. I almost wonder if this is what Joker I intended think it was when he. 100% oh yes, no, absolutely. I mean, he I brought don't... the scissors with him to begin with. I mean, he that knew. part. I think he was going to kill that guy. I don't know that the 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 joke of like put, I don't think that necessarily locking the door in such a way that the guy couldn't unlock it was was an intentional joke. I think, I think, I think that the was. way that they showed his face after that, like it's it it should have been more hurried if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. He's like not, he, he had something going on with that, or else he would not have said on it like that. See, this is the thing. He's not that smooth. He's he's not that smooth and, and intentional well, in what he does. He's not that smooth with actual comedy. Like even when he was studying the other comedian, he would always laugh at the setup rather than the actual punchline. Right. So he doesn't understand what's funny. Yeah. To other people, I which think is his, why I, I don't know if this is is because this is funny to other people. Like, I think this is well out, is an outside perspective, but this was a joke that he did for him. 
Yeah, Maybe. I think this is his form of humor. Like he does not understand traditional comedy, but he has a very smooth sense of really morbid, cruel humor about him. What I, did I he don't... say to the short guy when he unlocked him and started to close the door back? What was you he were saying al- to him? You were always nice to me. I yeah. know he said that afterwards. What was the first thing? I don't remember. I don't him remember. Saying anything okay. Else. Yeah, I don't. I, just I don't know if he was said his name or something. Like I don't know. Quite possibly. See, okay, this this is the thing. I don't think he's that intentional. I, I I cannot buy that from this character that he had this played out and didn't like point it out or something because he's never that smooth. He's completely awkward in everything that he does, and this I think is just a thing, a coincidence that happens that strikes him as funny because I think that he genuinely does want to be as nice as he can to that that guy because he's been nice to him. Like I think if he hadn't, he would just kill him too. I mean, I can definitely. I can see that as being a accident, but I do think him finding the humor of it is him finding his own form of humor a little bit because he I does see this, that part. He does this uh, sense of humor again at the uh, at the live show, and like he has that um, cruel uh, sense of humor to, about him. Like he's not like Joker from the comic books or something with all the wacky little gadgets. He's not like. Um, I mean, Jared Leto's awful, horrible sense of humor. At at the show, like it's it's a it. I struggle to even say that he has any jokes there. Like he, it's that feels like his comedy set, mm. but it's it's not funny. It's it's not even like anti joke. These aren't funny. It's just he is. I think that was kind of him setting it up so that they could like they would have the opportunity again to make fun of his humor. And then he has this thing of like, you brought me out here specifically to make fun of me. Again, I I can't, I can't, I cannot see this character being that intentional with his actions. But he knew he was going to go there to kill him. Well, he knew he he was was going going to go there to kill himself. Yeah, he was going to. It was a last chance, like last ditch thing. I think the moment he decided not to do that is the moment when Murray like messed up his joke. I Mm. think if he had, you know, said uh, who's there instead of making a joke out of, you know, his attempted joke, he Mm. would have killed himself right then. Because then he would have made that like, look at me, look at what you've done to me kind Mm. of thing. Right, exactly. And, And so, like, I think that that's the moment that triggers this other response and... Good lord, him shooting Murray comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like it it and not in a bad way. Like you're you're sitting there waiting for it the entire time. Oh yeah, it, it's that, tense and you know something's going to happen. Yeah, when that finally when finally that violence that you've been, you know, kind of built up and expecting finally erupts, it is and that's always true in this movie. Like especially with the the bankers early on. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess they were bankers. The, the the young guys that were assholes yeah. uh, that he kills on the train. Like when they're kicking him, like you're expecting the scene to just kind of go quiet again and then that bullet comes out of nowhere yeah i'm i'm really impressed with the way that they handled that scene because they're walking a very fine line between making him understandable and making him evil because i think the moment that makes him like the fact that they were beating him makes you understand why he pulls the gun in the first place right but the way that he very calmly you know hunts down the last guy and kills him is what makes him it put it's what pushes him still into villain territory instead of just being sympathetic in the violence that he takes yeah protecting himself he's actively going out to hurt somebody yeah exactly and i mean he is still sort of protecting himself because he's ensuring that this guy can't go tell what happened Mm. yeah but at the same time it feels like revenge really oh yeah it it absolutely was yeah I'm, I'm again. So, like, one thing that this movie is causing a lot of controversy right now is whether or not it's glorifying violence. And it's interesting that, you know, people are worried about that with this movie when mm. there are so many much, much more violent movies that make the violence yeah. look cool. The only thing that this movie does is make you understand where the violence is coming from and why this character is doing it. And it's interesting to me that people seem to be offended at the idea that they should empathize with a monster. This, okay, this kind of leads me into something I want to talk about is that I was this is the thing that I have a problem with with this movie is that I do not like the way they treat his mental illness, partly because they just say he's mentally ill and that's why he does things, but they never like even try to understand it or anything. They never like they talk about the symptom of, of his mother when he's looked through his file. We never look into his head. We only see symptoms from his point of view. We never get any kind of 
uh, I think that, understanding. I think that adds to the theme of the movie. Like if, if anyone and was I understanding think that's his a thing. Problem. No, not at all. I think I, that's a strength of the movie because if someone was understanding what was wrong with him, it he would might be have someone, not gone down this road. It would be someone understanding him and who he is. Like that the entire thing that happens at every turn of this movie is people not understanding him and, and overlooking him and you know, ignoring his his, the reality of his situation. Hmm. I don't know. I I think we see a quick glimpse of him being institutionalized before, and we see him talk to his um, uh, social worker a few times, but we never really get a understanding of like what he goes through or anything. Like other than understanding that like yeah he's delusional, he's uh, been hallucinating things, and apparently well, I don't, I'm not following what you mean by what he goes through. Why was he institutionalized in the first place? We never, we never get an un- understanding mean, of that. He's 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 clinically unbalanced. Yeah, he's right, he's clearly but, delusional. He's got this. He's also got this this laughter thing that he can't control. He can't seem to control himself. Right, but that's in a not lot of situations. enough to uh, put somebody away like that. And he also clearly has a lot of memory issues because he should remember these things that his mother was doing to him with the the boyfriend I mean, and all that. That's kind of understandable. And it it may have just been an outgrowth of that. Like when she was institutionalized, clearly they would have to take and take do sure. something with him and so he may have just been institutionalized with her i think that connection needs to be stronger is what i mean like we don't we have like something that happened in his past and we have the monster he becomes throughout this movie but they just kind of they keep saying it's his mental illness but they never say like where this comes from they they don't say like he was abused as a kid or anything yes they do I mean, yeah they yes do. they do but they don't say that this directly goes into that they say that happened i mean i they don't, don't really i don't know that i would draw that line i don't think that would be a good thing to directly say this guy was abused as a child and therefore he is a monster because but they're that's... kind of saying he has mental illness and now he's a monster i don't it, think so i think that I they are saying do. he has a mental illness and no one is uh, it's sort of like that line that he's got written in his his notebook of uh, the worst thing about having a mental illness is everyone expecting that you to not... That is the one thing I really like about the way they treat it. That was th- really well done. And I think that everything you see in the movie that you're complaining, or I don't want to say complaining about, but that you're finding a problem with is an outgrowth of that. Is It is the... Everyone is, is treating him that way and it's mm. horrible and it is causing him to do these things. I don't think that his violence and all that is an outgrowth of his mental illness Mm. so much as it is an outgrowth of the way that everyone is treating him because he has a mental illness. See, this is the comparison I kept thinking of as I was watching this movie is that um, I see a lot of similarities to the way he grows into a villain in this movie in the same way that we see Walter White grow into a villain throughout Breaking Bad. Uh, Okay. And... In both cases, it, it's less pronounced with uh, Walter White, but he is kind of downtrodden. People take advantage of him, and he's not treated very well by people around him. And that's not why he's ultimately a villain. It's because of his own failings of being uh, prideful, of being greedy, of being envious. Wal- like Walter White. Yes. Okay. Like he has like these uh, horrible qualities inside of him that actually come out to play once he starts doing awful things. Mm-hmm even though he started doing them with a good reason. And here we do see his, uh, Arthur being downtrodden and taken advantage of and uh, uh, people treating him really terribly, but we don't really see a failing of his own. We don't really see like a negative quality of his that I, becomes him, uh, is the reason he becomes a villain. I somewhat disagree, uh, and I am... I have to be very specific with what I mean by negative quality in that I think this is something that is damaged in Arthur, but he is unable to reach out to people in a way that people can understand. And that mm. you see that with the girl that he imagines being his girlfriend. You see that with uh, Thomas Wayne, the way okay. that he's trying to, to go and sort of establish a relationship with him. But you also see that all the people who should be having that relationship with him and should be trying to help him are actively not. You mm-hmm. see that with the therapist. You see that with his mother in the way that she has. And maybe this is because she is also uh, yeah. unbalanced and, and all of that. But he, his failing is, is not something that he is wholly in control of. And I think that is a big part of what makes this character tragic rather than villainous. Because mm. I don't think of him as necessarily villainous, especially since none of the the broader things that he that are happen because of his actions are intentional on his part. That's a good um, point, actually. It is. 
I think it is more accurate to call him a tragic character than a villainous character. Yeah. Because, like, you ha- you kind of make the assumption that he's going to be a villain because he's the Joker. The Joker right. yeah. But we never see that in the movie, and when they never establish that that's going to happen in the yeah. ending. So I think that is a really good point, actually, that it you can't really call him a villain that's taking from other renditions of the character, not from what we see in the movie. Exactly, yeah. Do you think he did something to the imagined girlfriend and baby? I don't think so. I, uh, think that, I don't think there's any evidence or any Yeah, that's what I was so. wondering. Like, why, why didn't they I, show that? I'm sure I they think, want you to think about it, but... Yeah, I, there, were, there are, like, sirens going on in the background, but, but it they just pass by. I yeah. think you wanted to... I think you wanted to be questionable, but the important thing for that of the movie is to really hammer home that this... One of these few bright spots that he has of mm. someone understanding and caring and liking him is completely imaginary, and she is actually terrified and... Uh, completely uncomfortable with him. Like, you know, she she wasn't there to to help him, you know, when his mother was dead and all that. Like, I think it's just to turn that on its head as far as possible. It doesn't really, uh, in a sense, matter what he did in response to that. I don't get the impression, though, that he feels she wronged him. Yeah. And I think that's where most of his violence comes out. Do you think she actually confronted him about following her, or was the entire scene? I think the entire thing was was she was never there. Yeah, Yeah. I think that. Yeah, I think that was entire. I don't even know that she noticed him. Yeah, I I wasn't sure if the entire thing was uh, a figment of his imagination or if it was just her response afterwards. No, because it was one of those scenes to where every time he was imagining her, when he went back, it showed a second slightly off camera angle, and the person was gone. Mm. Yeah, and that was one of those times. Oh. Yeah, I didn't I, catch on to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely... I, I like when movies actually... They give you a little bit of a tell that you pick up later on. Like, yeah. like you look back and you're like, oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's clever. The part... One of the things that, you know, as the movie's going on, I was not 100% sure that he was actually going to go on the, the, the Murray show. Hmm. Um, and if, whether or not that would be on his head. But I think the fact that she gets up and leaves uh, before that whole sequence where he sees himself on mm-hmm. the Murray show starts, I think that lends a lot of credibility because it's as though it's sort of saying like, uh, the thing that he's making up is leaving. We are now coming back into reality here. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm wondering if on more viewings, I would catch more things that are tells like that, that let you know when, when things are false or not. We don't see them together again after that, do we? <sighs> no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I think that's the last uh, time he sees his imaginary girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, that scene where he is messing with the little kid, though, little kid Bruce is is tense. Isn't yeah. <laughs> Bruce like, all, seemed damaged himself because he was very, like, even though his parents were alive and he should be living a fine life, he's just letting this guy, like, stick his fingers in his mouth and make him smile, and Bruce is just like, uh. He was, he was odd. I don't yeah, know why they had Yeah, he didn't look terrified. Be... He just looked not all there, and yeah, I don't I... know why... I want to know why he was so non-responsive to everything because he has the he he is also that way when his parents are gunned down he just stands yeah. there yeah. it's it's very are, are they trying to make a statement that Batman is also one of these damaged individuals and he's not actually as heroic as he I I also kind of question like why Batman is in the movie at all I I kind of I'm like that he is because it ties it it makes this a not a movie where Joker is the only thing that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of ties into the universe. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it it is the way that is handled is odd, and it was sort of the, one of the things I wanted to bring up earlier, but couldn't because of the spoiler thing. Is it is very difficult for me to imagine the Batman that exists with this Joker because this world is want so to see that so much. This world is so grounded and sort of I, I don't want to say realistic, but I guess there's no technically fantastical elements in yeah. it, but. It, it is hard to imagine a a Batman that could exist in this because I mean he's a he's a ninja in leather like weird <laughs> outfits with gadgets that's not a real thing. Uh, Probably he, just less of him using grappling hooks and more of him running around on the street punching people he thinks <laughs> yeah. deserves to be right. punched. Right, like <laughs> just that, run up the street corner and just punch somebody around. Yeah. yeah, but man, like. I, I really want to see that, though. Like, I kind of want to see a follow-up film of uh, Batman in this universe. I I don't know if I do or not. Uh, I What I really want is for DC to do more of this, though, mm. where they just do movies about these characters and, and take it seriously. Because mm. um, I think that is a way that they can distinguish themselves from Marvel, uh, is just to do to do that. Yeah. Um, 
because they've been chasing Marvel for so long. But if they if if they just take this and go, okay, we're just gonna throw movies at the wall and whatever works, we'll keep trying and and that kind of thing. That might that might be that might work better. It, I guess the thing that I I the reason I don't want this to to start off a DC you know, series based on this version of the Joker is just that this movie is so good. I, I would be worried that they would not be able to, to follow Replicate up on it, it yeah. in a way that doesn't tarnish this movie. Cause I think that this movie is so well balanced that it would be very difficult to pull that off. Um, how weird is it that Thomas Wayne is basically Trump though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the guy looks, I, Maybe it's just that everything looks like Trump these days, you know, just <laughs> just the way that we're kind of inundated with with media. I gotta but, say, I liked the way they uh, they looked at Thomas Wayne this time, though. Like he has this public persona and a private one, and you know, it kind of breaks down the the myth mythos that uh, Bruce Wayne has in basically every version of Batman. Yeah, yeah that is true. Just, like perfect. Yeah, just this amazing philanthropist. Or he would have saved the city if he had been alive. And- yeah. That that is true, but I also have to wonder again, like how much of this is just the way that we see it through Joker, because he he is not a reliable narrator. No. You know what I mean? And so it is hard to say, like if you step out of this, like okay, what we mainly see of the guy, we don't really see what he would have done with if he had gotten power, for mm. example. Um, what we mainly see him being negative is a thing that happens when this obviously mentally d- damaged guy who is also very very violent shows up and it kind of accosts him out of nowhere hmm. in this situation that as as for all we know he handled you know in whatever way that he could at the time like we there is not enough reliable information to make a real judgment call even though the way the movie presents it is telling you that this guy is a very bad guy uh, but like I, his, I don't really know if we can call him a really bad guy. So just much a as, selfish guy. Yeah, like he's like, living his own life and doesn't care about other people, which I mean, isn't good. But also, like he when he's on the uh, the television and uh, Arthur's watching him, uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but he has a line talking about um, like getting what you worked for or something. Like he, right, he, he and everyone who, who isn't is just clowns. Yeah, he implies that if you're poor, it's your fault. Yeah, and you know, like. That that would be a moral failing, I would say. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just saying that like a lot of even that is coming at us from the Joker's perspective, and in this place where he is, you know, uh, believing that this guy owes them something, mm-hmm. and so it's it's hard for me to say. You know, well, it, okay, let me put it I this way: I don't think if, he believes if Batman's that... if Batman's idea of Thomas Wayne is colored by his perspective on his father that he never had. It is very easy for me to look at this movie and see the same, same thing. thing in reverse. Yeah. Is basically what well, I'm getting at. At that particular point, I don't think he believes uh, Wayne owes him anything. That's Maybe. what his mother believes, and yeah. he's he he's keeps questioning saying, that may have been yeah, that, he keeps yeah. saying that may have been before he it was finds the yeah. yeah 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 uh, he keeps saying it up to that point in the movie that like he doesn't care about us. He's not going to yeah uh, say anything. Which I mean, you could argue is his perspective that. Uh, Wayne doesn't care about anybody, so of course he'd say something like that. But I don't get the impression that Arthur cares enough to color him in that way. At least yeah, at that, that doesn't point seem like movie. one of his fantasy points. That, yeah, like he doesn't. He yeah. just de- he's he a nihilist, but he doesn't like give enough of a shit to. Uh, I mean, to at, think that I think at that point he is still at that place where he doesn't believe anyone sees him at all. Mm. And for Thomas Wayne to take notice of these letters would be, you know, flying in the face of that. Yeah. And so I, I could go along with that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, oh, this movie is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I think it's amazing, uh, yeah. but it is, it is, it is painful in, yeah, in a lot is, of ways. It is hard to watch. Yeah. Like it, it would, it ramps up tension during all these scenes and okay, we're, we said we're going to get back to Walking Phoenix. He is so creepy in this. He's like amazing. the way he moves. He makes me think a lot of um, uh, the early scene in oh, what is that movie with the boy who can see dead people? I see dead Six people. Sense. Oh yeah, yeah. It reminds me of how he portrayed older Sixth Sense boy. Mm. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, and like the way he moves when he like 
there's a number of uh, scenes where he doesn't have a shirt on, and mm-hmm. you can see like all of the bones in his torso. All of his muscles. He looks like and... an alien. He does. There's something like messed up about the way that he holds his shoulder. It, yeah. it looks like it's out of joint. Every yeah. the way that he moves is all just subtly wrong. Well, yeah. it's stress. It, that's how a lot of people like stress becomes physical at that point yeah. since that's his entire life his sure. body is just but like yeah. it, the, the way that it looks it looks genuinely deformed like there yeah. are there are knobs that are sticking up out of there that, that are that like his bones and that kind of thing yeah the way that it is held is at a odd angle it feels like it is jutting forward yeah and there's just, a scene in the trailer uh you don't see what he's doing in the movie he's like stretching out a shoe or something but in the trailer he's kind of like Hunched, hunched over, over and like, and like yeah. something as it hard looks as he like can. he's dislocated his arm from his shoulder. Yeah, it and is. Yeah, it's. But when he puts <sighs> his clothes on, the way he dances and moves, like when, when he's in the full costume, has this weird unearthly kind of floating Grace aura to it. To it. Yeah. yeah, it makes me it's think such a of Tai Chi or something like where yeah. he's like constantly moving that. Yeah, yeah, through him. That that scene in uh, the subway bathroom after he's just killed the the three, the three guys, guys. Yeah. where he's doing that weird dance there's yeah. that one moment where he it like gets to his face and where his hands over his head and like the light is shining down just right on his face that he just looks it is a weird combination of horrifying and kind of beautiful just the way that the shot is composed mm-hmm. like that whole thing just hit me really hard for for that moment and he has this strange wrong grace to him in mm-hmm. in that and it kind of goes along with, I think, the way that he has this sense that he is doing all these things and causing all these things to happen around him, but none of it is intentional. Mm. So what do... We've talked a little bit about his version of the Joker. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I love his costume at the end. <laughs> like, the the orange and the uh It the, feels the very paint. 80s. Yeah. When it really came together for me was seeing it through the... Uh, the filter of the old TV yeah. to where it like blacked out the whites around his eyes and you just see like the diamonds and the mm-hmm. smile yeah. makeup. That that was really good. And like it is it is really easy for me to imagine the impact that this moment has in universe of like mm-hmm. you know that like 30 years from then they've got that scene on YouTube and like people watch it and they're like well look at this horrifying yeah. thing that happened back in yeah. the 70s. Like it, well, horrifying. Some people could also be like idolizing him for like the movement he made or whatever. Yeah. yeah. What I what I find interesting is that I think that despite our time being very sympathetic to the type of people that would riot and do the things that the the people that are putting on clown masks that mm-hmm. are inspired by him are doing, this movie doesn't glorify any of that. Yes, it, I it, really appreciate it. It, yeah. it points. It puts all of this stuff, whether it is whether you're on the rich side or the poor side or anything of any, anywhere in between, everything is an ugly, gross, nihilistic mess in this yep. movie. And I think that that is a, a good thing because I think anything else would glorify violence the way that people are worried that this movie would. One thing I think they could have done better with this is that they do have like newspaper clippings and they mention like a TV sh- uh, a news station that. Uh, a lot of people are really uh, upset at the rich or something in Gotham, but we don't really see much of that until after Joker uh, kills the three people, and then they start wearing the masks and everything, and they just kind of take him on as an icon. We never see what it was like before they adopted him as their symbol. Yeah. And I think like that that's a bit of a missed opportunity. I mean, I think it was just horrible and everyone was poor and no one liked it. Like, yeah, there I wasn't think a, we were just to I take this, that as a, crystallizing a giving moment. after they say about I, well, that's what I mean is like we see reports of it and such and we see like people obviously being unhappy, but we nobody like talks about it or anything. Like there's no conversation well, with a character. Well, I mean, about the, it. Uh, I'm the not sure. two clowns talked about how like that. Yeah. How it's fucked up out there. And that's why he gave the other guy. the Well, he gave the guy a gun to implicate him and like make right, him owe him money. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That that was ugh, that guy's. Yeah. Ugh, that guy's a good shit. A, yeah, he was. He Don't was know. They deserve stabbing in the throat and smashing <laughs> well, his head into I mean, the wall. Maybe that's a bit excessive, does. but... Uh, I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. The, uh, so you guys want to get into final thoughts? Sure. All right. Andreas, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, so, it's hard to say I really enjoyed watching this movie. It's <laughs> a good movie. Yeah, that's But how it's exactly hard to actually enjoy it. Um, but as far as my favorite thing about this, it's it's just it's got to be Joaquin Phoenix. He 
absolutely knocks it out of the park in this movie. Uh, best Joker performance I've ever seen. Um, there's not a whole lot to say that we haven't already covered, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, least favorite thing, uh, I, mm, I kind of touched upon it. I'm, I'm just not really sold on the way they treated the mental illness angle on this. I mean, the music was like fine. It just wasn't the greatest. Oh. You know, like, but I, I feel like... Um, it could have been handled a little bit more delicately, um, especially given how important it is to the story. I feel like they could have done better with it. Um, overall, though, I've got to say um, this is four and a half blood smiles out of five. Okay. All right. That was creepy when he like yeah. used the blood to But that was to so on point. Yeah. 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 It was, it was like, as soon as he started doing that, I was like, yes, it was, this is creepy, but yes. I really thought he was going to do the like hook his fingers into his mouth and yeah. just make a really stretched out grin. I think so that, I, that was a direct reference back to it, though. Yeah. Yeah, because he did kind of do it, but he didn't. Symbolically. Yeah. yeah. And then he just spread the uh, the um, the blood. Yeah. yeah, no, that was, I think that's very much a running theme throughout it. I uh, I mean I, I agree with you in the uh, in the sense that this is a very good, well-made movie, but it's just not enjoyable. Yeah, I I I think they handled the mental illness well, though. Mm. Like I, they make it very unappealing, and that's something people rarely are willing to like. People normally shy away from that because mm. they always want to do the silver lining, like anyone sure. can deal with this if you're strong enough and have people around you, but. I don't know. I I appreciate them taking the darker route of it without being mama about it, or mom or mother, whatever mother. that. Yeah, mother. Without being mother about it, just like shoving it down my throat. <laughs> We're just going to keep coming back yeah. to that well, movie for months. This movie knows subtlety and like, like why he was willing to like stick. Why the name Joker meant something to him was just like out of like this idol that he worshipped up until this point just saying something hurtful and referring to him as a joker just made it stick to him yeah he's like you know what i am and that really like that that was a really clever classy way to go about this rather than with mother just like mothering it (laughs) smothering it smothering it yeah yeah so you got a point though it is it is a very subtle movie yeah yeah it it trusts the audience to pick up on the details without you know it doesn't treat us like a bunch of stupid assholes yeah Yeah, i appreciate the only time it like spells things out directly is the whole uh imaginary girlfriend part where it goes back and shows you a couple scenes yeah Yeah. and i think that 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 is less it about about it uh spelling it out and more about it hammering it completely it's showing us the level of delusion that he's going through and it's it's tearing it it's tearing out his foundation from under him yeah and and doing that in a brutal way and i think that's why it isn't uh unsubtle i guess yeah (laughs) Yeah, because i appreciate them leaving things for us to talk about but i also appreciate them showing us concrete evidence of his delusion yeah so really good movie but i mean it's there are movies that I feel sad about, but I still really like because it's a really good sack movie. But with this, I just feel unhappy. Yeah. I don't <laughs> feel sad. I don't. I feel ill, kind of. Yeah. So, objectively, really good. Four out of five. Um, <laughs> but experience-wise, maybe a different score. Yeah. No. Yeah. Experience-wise, I don't. I can't suggest this to everyone because <laughs> it could really make people unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. So four out of five uh, uh, stretch clown shoes. <laughs> okay, uh, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said. Uh, my favorite thing about this movie is Joaquin Phoenix. But to to talk about something else, I'm I'm gonna say my favorite thing is the uh, the way that they balance the tone and the events of this movie perfectly. It is very impressive the way everything plays out and the way that they handle moment to moment the the unfolding of the story. Uh, my least favorite thing about it is, man, I feel bad after watching yeah. this yeah. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? At no point is um, there like an uplifting scene where you're like, yeah. It's like, oh. Well, there kind of is. There's that, that moment where he's happy with his girlfriend and then later she's imaginary. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what like, I mean. Yeah. Like there's, there's no point. Yeah. Uh, 
I think this movie is excellently crafted. I can't find anything that I would say is really a flaw with what they are attempting to do. So I'm giving this a five out of five broken signs across your face because uh, <laughs> that's sort of what it feels like is just getting smacked in the face with with bleakness and, and horror. But they did an excellent job with it. Yeah. Silence um, of the Lambs. That's what he felt like when he was dancing naked. naked oh, dance. yeah. oh, yeah. I can kind of see that. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I didn't have an attachment to that song before I saw that movie. Hey, Arthur, you're really good at dancing. Oh, thanks. You know who's not? Bam! (laughs) That guy. Okay, that was the legitimately funny part of the movie. Yeah. That was... was But it was also really uncomfortable. Uh Yeah. You feel bad for him because, like, he's just an idiot that doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) (sighs) He's just a guy that should not have a gun. No. Um, No, not at all. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, you know what's not real bleak and horrifying? You got a better intro? Or outro, whatever no. this is. <laughs> this is our website. <laughs> oh God, his laugh was so good. Is again? You you would think that we, people would run out of amazing Joker laughs to do, but they just didn't. Yeah, yeah I've never thought his, of a painful Joker laugh. Yeah, before. that yeah. The, that card and the like explanation that he he is not feeling happy when he's laughing yeah. is 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 just anyway. Uh, go visit our website www.opinionatedpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at opinioncast. We also have a Facebook. You can find us at opinionated podcast there or our email opinionated movie reviews at gmail.com feel free to leave us a rating on itunes it really helps us to get out to new listeners if we have a high rating on there so please take a minute to go there and uh, give us a a five-star rating um what else does josh say I don't know. Do I look like Josh? Let me think. I mean, uh, reach little. out to... <laughs> you, look, you look like that's an insult. <laughs> Josh is... You know, never mind. Anyway. Like. I, yeah, I don't see the... You gotta point out like you've got his ears or his eyes. Yeah, like, no, both, other yeah. than the fact that we're both white. You're both quadrupeds and... <laughs> no, not what? quadrupeds. No. Uh, bipeds? Uh, bipeds, yeah. You're both bipeds and you, ha- you are both uh, guys and you have faces and you have the same number of Wait, noses. What's the opposite of a quadriplegic? Is it just a plegic? Paraplegic. No, no that's not the opposite. That's oh, do you mean like, yeah. the, like what, what's there's the, no What's the good version of pro, uh, paraplegic? Ambidextrous? No. <laughs> I don't think there's a word that's for hand. it. I guess, ple- no I guess plegic would, I don't know. No, yeah, right? point. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, go do all that stuff. Uh, and until next time, we're opinionated. I need to pay more attention to how Josh is. Thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you.